you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams. Hello, and welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I'm Aeneas Williams. Over the last few years, we've talked with players and legends about a lot, lot of different careers and callings. Today, during a very challenging time, we're going to talk about something that is very personal and near to my heart, and that's spirituality and faith. We're joined by current NFL quarterback who also shares that calling. Many of us, regardless of our personal religions, are relying on faith to help us through this time. So today, we're talking about how we're using our faith in God in humanity, and in each other to handle these challenging times. With us today is Las Vegas. I did say Las Vegas. Come on, say that five times. The Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr, who also founded the Alter Conference. Can't wait to ask him some questions about that, which promotes live events to promote the word of the Lord. Welcome, Derek. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, the first thing, Derek, what's it like coming from a football family? Oh, you know, growing up, you know, we had basketballs, baseballs, you know, footballs. We had this crate in our garage, and there was pretty much any sport you could think of, there was a ball in there for it. And so uh, we would find random tennis balls at the bottom of it, and 
we just grew up just playing sports. You know, that was a way for, you know, us to stay out of a tr- stay out of trouble. Uh, you know, I have both of my parents, blessed to have both of my parents. I have two brothers and so that who are both older than me and beat up on me and made me tough and things like that. And, uh, you know, we, we just grew up playing in the front yard, playing barefoot, you know, on the asphalt, you know, playing football, you know, in the street, right in front of our house with all the neighbors and until the street lights came on. And it just was a part of who we were. And, uh, you know, my dad, our, our dad was an amazing basketball player. Uh, our, my, our mom, uh, was, uh, played softball, hit left hand, right-handed home runs. You know, she, she was only five foot two, so she, we didn't get our height from her. But, uh, you know, <laughs> God bless her. She was a great second baseman. <laughs> but uh, just sports was always in our family. And uh, I was blessed to be able to watch my two older brothers, you know, go to Division One college. And then one of my brothers play in the NFL and be the first overall pick. And it just kind of, which is weird, you know, when you play in the NFL and you get there, you realize how difficult the journey was and all those things. But when I was a kid, it seemed so easy because if my brothers could go D1 and play football, then I can too. And so uh, I guess for me, it was it was kind of normal. But once I got there, I realized how not normal it was that even two of us or three of us you know, played D1 you know, and had scholarships doing that. So football has always been a part of our family. Well, one thing, when you first jumped on the call, I knew we had a kindred spirit, but I didn't know why until – uh, you reminded me that you're the youngest of three boys, and so am I. That's growing right. up in New Orleans, so we're the yep. tough ones, right? That's exactly. We have to be. <laughs> we have to be. So, Derek, talk to me about your involvement with the Alter Conference. Yeah. So, you know, it's a beautiful, um, beautiful story. Yeah, I went. I was asked by my mentor, uh, Maddie Montgomery, who. Uh, who has a church uh, in Johnson City, Tennessee, and uh, of all places, how a kid from Fresno, California, got to know him is pretty crazy. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's amazing how the Lord works and joins uh, some people together. And uh, I got to know him, and I began to, uh, you know, you know, spend more time with him, and you know, talk to him once a week, and just learn uh, more about uh, this God that I said I believed in. This this Jesus that I said that I believed in because before I met him, I lived a, I lived a life. I, I grew up in the church. My grandpa was a pastor. My grandmother's a pastor. My mom's a worship leader. I got missionaries as cousins and uncles and well, this goes on and on. Right. Uh, but my, my relationship with God really wasn't mine. And so uh, up until this point, I, 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 right before I met Maddie, I, I gave my life to back to the Lord. And I said, I'll do anything you ask me to do. I just want to know you closer. I just want to have a deeper relationship of the truth and, uh, and, and all these kind of things. And, and I just began to learn. I just began to ask questions and things like this. And he's someone that I trust. Uh, and he asked me along this journey to come with him to Michigan. And I went with him to Michigan to this conference to speak. And, uh, and it was a men's conference. So there was probably, I'd say a few hundred men, 500 men. Uh, I'm not good with numbers, but it seemed about that many. Um, and uh, it was a Friday night, Saturday night thing. And, uh, and we were there and we, we shared a word and the, the gist of it was, was awesome. But, but the most important thing I took away was at the very beginning, I, I'm a people watcher uh, and I like to just observe. And I sat back and I'm sitting there and I, and I see men there clapping and uh, the first strum of the guitar and the, the drum start and the worship starts and they're reading words off of a screen and, and they're there. 
right? They're there because it's cold in Michigan and they probably wanted to be in a warm place. <laughs> um, they're there because their wife probably made them. Their wife, you know, they wanted a weekend away. You know, I don't know. But uh, what I saw was beautiful because what I saw was it went from just something they maybe wanted to do, maybe they had to do, to Saturday night being something they didn't want to end, something that they couldn't live without. And I watched these men just lay on their face and at the end, just, just going in at worship and just going after the Lord. And I was like, man, these men, these men are my kind of people. They, they get it. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter what they're going through. It doesn't matter who they are in the community. They don't care who's looking. They are on their face, just going after him, just trying to get closer. Like, everyone has stuff going on. And yes, we both have stuff going on. Right. Right. Uh, but I watched these men among other men just let go and just say, I need help and I've searched and everything else, but I'm going to, I'm going to give this a chance. And I began to watch people just be renewed right in front of my eyes. And I said, you know what, this needs to come home. And see, at first it was a, it was a thought just, just in my heart. And, uh, I didn't want it to be just my idea because I know if God is behind something, nothing can stop it. I, I knew I was excited from the conference. I knew I was pumped up. So I didn't want it to just be my thing. I said, God, if this is your thing, let it come back to life. Let it bear fruit. And I gave it a couple of weeks. I, I shared it with my mentor. And sure enough, through prayer, uh, you know, my mentor came back and he's like, I have a name for this thing. I said, I'm sure glad you do because I haven't stopped thinking about it yet. <laughs> and so and, and so the altar conference started. And now we have uh, our event director and coordinator, uh, Laura, who is the best in the world, who I'm so glad because I don't know the first thing about putting on a conference. I'm just full of passion and uh, love to serve the Lord. But uh, we have a great team now that we put these conferences on. And we did our first one in Fresno last year. We sold out the Save March Center. Uh, there was 15 to 20,000 people. How many people can fit full? Just going after wow. God and just serving the Lord. And I think the cool thing for me was bringing, bringing that home uh, and seeing that, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. It was kind of that moment that obviously, you know, as a believer, you give everything if if not more um uh to football because of who it is that you serve right um and i give everything i do but it, it was nice to see oh i have something that i know i'm going to be doing when i'm done and while i'm doing it i can even begin to start this process it's one thing to play football in front of thousands Derek. It's a whole nother thing speaking in front <laughs> of thousands of people tell me about yeah. that you're right um i started off you know, in college, my, I'll never forget my senior year, right before my senior year in college, I told our FCA director and our chaplain at the time, his name is Lauren Bell, played safety with me in college, hard hitter, just like yourself. Uh, uh, and it, you. it was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and uh, an amazing man of God. He showed me what it was really uh, supposed to look like to be a Christian in a locker room. He, he was the one that, you know, I was told by my brothers and taught things along the way, but he's the one that showed it and walked it every day. And we became great friends, even to this day. And I told him, I said, man, I want to speak everywhere. Man, I just have it on my heart. So we went to little FCA events all across the Central Valley in California. I mean, uh, to cities. So my, I lived in the Central Valley almost my whole, whole life, and I didn't even know these cities existed. And we went. And so uh, speak to 30 kids, 40 kids, you know, things like that. And what I did not know is what what God had planned for me. And I stood in front of uh, all of those people with the most confidence because my, my ministry did not at all start by someone just saying, oh, you play football, here's a microphone. 
my ministry started by me getting on my face and just trying to grow deeper in Christ and just trying to figure out more about him. And uh, that's where I got my confidence from, to be honest, just like in, in a playbook, right? Uh, you don't get your confidence stepping on the field. You know, you got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're talking about. You got you to live it a little bit. You got to experience it a little bit. But your second year in the NFL is a lot easier than your first year in the NFL. We all know that. Um, and and so I think through time, the Lord just gave me this confidence and has just put me on this journey to where we're at today, to where it doesn't matter if there's, you know, you know 10 people in the stands or you know, 10,000. You know, I, I feel the most confidence because I know who I'm speaking about. I've experienced these things and uh, I just get excited that I get such joy doing those things. Derek, you've mentioned a number of times mentorship or you being mentored. And then also when you mentioned fellowship of Christian athletes, it's really a fellowship of a bunch of of athletes and Christ followers all connecting. Here's my question during this, this uh, pandemic, what could you share with those that are listening on how to connect in their faith, how to connect with mentors and and being in a community uh, in their their faith, or just in wherever they are, in order to help, uh, I guess, make the best of what we're currently going through. Could you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's I'm no professional, right? Like this is a first for everybody. I think you know. I don't know. This will be definitely in history books, you know, <laughs> where pretty much the country shuts down and, you know, we got to we got to figure some things out. I, I, what I what I have found in my life is I'll say this. I, I haven't always I've, I've always claimed to be a Christian, but I never always lived it out. Um, you know, what I have found now during this time, though, is my search for truth as I as I as I continue to search for truth and search for more, um, because I believe that in a God that there is no end to. I believe that there is only increase. And I believe that for me, uh, every single day, if I am going to claim to be a Christian and claim these things, um, then I need to be searching it out all the time. So I'm, I'm in my Bible every morning. I actually, through this time, started a, uh, I started a, a journal that I've been keeping. It's getting pretty filled up now um, about the things that I've learned throughout my life about what God has taught me for my children. I have three boys right now, and it was just on my heart to start writing this letter to my to my sons. I have three sons to write this letter to my sons uh, every you know every uh, couple of days, just writing a new thing and speaking on it for a little bit. Um, and for me, what that has done is not only uh, has it has it challenged me. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm like, man, what if I run out of things to say? And I have to remember, well, God doesn't run out of things to say, you know. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, I, and I've been doing this and it's been a challenge for me, if I'm being honest. Uh, but what, what I've found is if I, I've accepted that challenge is that I found is not only am I writing to this, my, to my boys, I'm leaving them uh, an inheritance uh, far greater than anything I can leave them on this earth. Um, but I'm leaving them with that. But I'm also solidifying and putting this foundation, just put, you know, so to speak, just, just ironing out any wrinkles and things like that. As I go back through some of the things I've learned and written down over the years, I have a whole notes page full of you know, the past five years of things that I've learned and things where I've grown. And I'm just kind of sharing these now as I, as I'm sharing them, I'm writing them to my boys and how they can apply, uh, you know, apply them to their life. And it's been, honestly, it's been great. Cause I'm just growing deeper in what I believe and remembering things and saying, yeah, that's right. Or 
I can't believe I wrote that, you know, things like that, you know, but it's been, uh, it's been, it's been fun and it's been good for me, especially in this time because, you know, we don't know. And I think the hardest thing, and you can probably speak on this for a lot of us um, also is what the fear of the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's next. We don't know if we go to the grocery store, if someone has it, you know, or anything, we, we right. just don't know. Right. You know, and we have to have faith and trust in something that we can't see. And, uh, and for me, I can see it, right. I see it every day when I see my children, I see it every day when I see my wife and my son and God's goodness on my life. I see it every day. I really do. Uh, and, and I, and, and, and when I worship and when I pray and things like that, uh, I see them every day, but, uh, it's, 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 it's a lot harder, uh, to do it. Right. The Bible talks about hearers of the word and doers of the word. It's a lot harder to do it. Right. It's easy to say, but when you, when you don't know what's next, you know, what do you do? And so I've just, I just, you know, I've guess I how to say it. I've dug a hole and just planted my feet down and saying, I'm going deeper in my foundation and what I believe so that I have hope and faith for the future and what's, what's to come for my family. You know, one of the things we want to get your website out, the altarconference.com, the altarconference.com. In researching, and preparing for this, we saw an article in which you said almost gave you almost gave up on football and wanted to go into the ministry. What is it about yeah. the role of being a religious leader appeals to you? Yeah, you know, for me, uh, I'll say it. I guess I'll say it this way: um, being a being a pastor or being someone that was in charge of uh, you know teaching the truth and things like that. Uh, was something that on my was on my heart when I was little because I watched my grandpa do it right before my eyes. He left a legacy and an, an imprint. He left a footprint, so to speak, so big that if I just follow those footsteps, I'll, I'll probably end up in a, in a, in a safe place. And I, I watched him do it every day of my life. I, I actually lived with him for a little bit uh, growing up, and I watched him at six a.m. every morning go to go to the go to the den upstairs and close the door, and he would pray. I remember even being late to school because I left my backpack in there on accident. And my grandmother said, we're just going to let your grandpa finish. We're going to have to be late today. And that's the legacy that was left in my life. And so uh, the impression that that made to me was, that, hey, there are things that come up in life, but this is more important right now. And he was a pastor and in charge of a lot of things. And it's not that I wanted to be in charge of anything. Honestly, growing up, I just wanted to tell people about Jesus, just what he's done in my life. Uh, what he can do in there. So that's, you know, uh, that's what he, he, he completely changed my life. I promise you that <laughs> you could ask my wife. That, uh, he definitely me. Um, and I want to share that with people because I know that other people are dealing with things that I dealt with. I just want to help them. And I guess the, the passion came from wanting to help people. You know, I love people. I've loved people since I was little and I, I have found a place now, uh, in, in the altar conference and in, and in my daily life, you know, where, when I go to the grocery store and everything, I can, my life can be an example, right? Uh, like we say, our film is our silent movie of who we are. Well, I want to make right. sure that yeah, the way I live my life is my movie of who I am too. And so uh, I've been just, uh, I, I've just carried that you know, since I was a little kid. It's been on my heart to, to speak and do those things. Yeah. A number of players, current players and legends, have defined themselves, Derek, based on what, what we accomplish on the field. Why is it important for legends and for current players to have other roles in their lives? 
You know, I think it's important to me uh, because I've been around the, I've been around a lot of Hall of Fame players on my team, not on my team, older than me, <laughs> you know, all sorts of things. Um, I've been around, around a lot of pro bowlers, uh, a lot of things. And the, the, the constant thing that, that I have heard in my life is with some, with some of these guys, is I, I, I just ask them because I'm curious. And I just say, what are you going to do when football's over? And some of the answers I've gotten back just break your heart. It's, I, I don't know, like I get a, I don't know, or uh, I don't know who I am without this. Or, and it's like, man, you know, this thing, this football thing for, for most last three to four years, right? <laughs> like right. for most of the people, like I'm going into my seventh year, thanking God that I'm, I've made it this far, right? I'm thankful. Like that's, that's an accomplishment that no one can take from me. Like that is above the norm, you know. I thought and you just got people, drafted last year, man. You mean seven years you're in? <laughs> I'm getting old, man. I get old. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's crazy because I asked them these guys, "What are you going to do?" And again, like I said, they don't they don't know. Like, well, I think I'll do this. Maybe that'll be fun. Maybe that that'll fulfill me. But what I've found is if there's if there's no uh, foundation of who you are without what you do. Um, there's so many questions and you can get swaying, uh, you know, pulled in different directions or you can choose different paths or things like that. But if you have a rock solid foundation of who you are and you won't conform to anything, and that's what you're going to do. I think you're just better off no matter if you have faith or not. You know, I'm just saying if you just have a foundation of who you are um, and you search for the truth, this is my belief. If you have a foundation of who you are and you search for the truth, I'm sure you'll end up in the right place. Um, and uh, I guess that that's the best advice that I could give being a 29 year old. <laughs> and this, this virus and this COVID, I would call it epi uh, pandemic, it's impacted so many people. It's obviously impacted a lot of uh, churches, pastors, ministers. What the work yeah. that you do, you had a big event that was planned for Los Angeles. How have you uh, adapted uh, the work that you do? You know, it's been tough. You know, what, what this did, I think for everyone is it kind of hit a pause button and it kind of let everyone, you know, we all, we all say we need a break sometimes and we're getting the longest break we could ever ask for. Right. right. We're all kind of getting the rest. We're all kind of getting that much needed rest. Right. And I think it's so vital right now more than ever that we don't just take this time and just be lazy with it, but we can be diligent in our work from our home and on the phone and we can still get some stuff done and get things prepared and steward the things that we have now so that when the time comes, when everything is open again, man, we can hit the ground running better than where we left it before this pan, uh, you know, pandemic happened. Right. And yeah. so for us and our team, we have been on email, been on phone calls, uh, all, all sorts of things with people that will take the time and, you know, still uh, trust in this thing or, or that are still working, so to speak. And uh, we've kind of just taken that time, uh, this time so far and just kind of said, well, what can we do? You know, what can we do next? How can we, how can we make it better? You know, this is what a great, what a blessing. Let's look at what a, what a blessing right now uh, for us right now that this, that we have, we hit a pause and uh, you know, and that we have to, we have this opportunity to make it better. Right. And so that we're not, we don't have to rush anything. We can, you know, kind of just take our time and make it right and perfect and all this kind of stuff. So it's been, it's been good and it's hard to say something like this would be a blessing because I know that there are people going through some tough times. I really I understand and I am with that. Um, but at the same time, I have to believe that 
all things for me work together uh, for good or they're about to be good. Right. I have to I have to believe right. that. That's that's what my Bible teaches. And I have to stand on that, even if with my own eyes, and I can speak on that for an hour, even with my own eyes, I don't see it. I have to believe it. So that's just kind of how we've taken it as a team. Derek, we've gotten started and I thought we'd, ha- we'd go through four quarters by now, but we've only gotten through the first <laughs> and second quarter. So if you don't mind, if we can do a halftime pivot and then do the second half in a part two, if you don't mind. That's no problem. That's no problem. Thank you. This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at nfllegends at nfl.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.